Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. South Bend. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett with this sports update. The Mishawaka Caveman basketball game at Wallacey, scheduled to air on our sister station, 96-1 the ton, has been postponed due to the inclement weather. The game has been rescheduled for February 17th. The Notre Dame basketball team posted a win at Georgia Tech Tuesday night in overtime, 75-68. The Irish are now 2-3 and three in ACC play and host Florida State tomorrow at 2.15 on WSBT Radio. To the Big Ten where Indiana takes on a surprising 12-3 Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball team in Bloomington at 6.30. The Gophers are 12-3 overall, 3-1 in the Big Ten. Horizon League action tonight at 7, 13-4 Purdue-Fort Wayne is at Robert Morris. The Irish women's basketball team will take on Miami at Purcell Pavilion Sunday at noon, a game that you can hear on our sister station, Live 99.9, with pregame activity starting at 11.45 a.m. To the NBA at 7.30, the Indiana Pacers are at the Atlanta Hawks, while the Detroit Pistons are home to take on the Houston Rockets. There's an 8 o'clock tip at the United Center as the Chicago Bulls face the Golden State Warriors. Notre Dame hockey is in Columbus, ready to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes in Big Ten Conference play. The Irish already own a sweep of the Buckeyes at the Compton Family Ice Arena earlier this season. Ohio State, they're looking for a win in conference play as they sit 0-8-2. Here tonight's game on our sister station, Quality Rock 94.3 FM at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.45. NHL, the Detroit Red Wings are back in action tomorrow at home versus the LA Kings, while the Chicago Blackhawks are home to face the Dallas Stars. I'm Darren Pritchett with this sports update on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT South Bend. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish has upset Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame, 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com. The free WSBT radio app. Big time onions. Now, here's your host, 
seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. And I'm joined by Eric Hansen, the publisher and editor at InsideIndieSports.com. And we welcome you to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on this Friday, January the 12th of 2024. Eric is coming to you from our studios in downtown South Bend, Indiana. I am in good old Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio, home of the Ohio State University. The Buckeyes and the Fighting Irish will play a two-game Big Ten Conference hockey series starting tonight, 7 o'clock opening face-off. You can hear tonight's game and tomorrow's game on our sister station, Quality Rock 94.3 FM. And also, you can find a stream of the game by going to FightingIrish.com, going to the Notre Dame hockey page, go to schedule, find the game against Ohio State, and voila, there's a link allowing you to listen to tonight's hockey game. So, we've got two hours of sports beat coming your way here on WSBT Radio, but Eric, I guess we should play Weathermen for a couple of moments because... According to our friends over at WSBT News 22, in particular, James Parrish, he says the winter storm warning continues for Laporte in St. Joseph County, Indiana, as well as Barry and Cass and St. Joe County, Michigan, until 7 o'clock Saturday. Storm totals across the warning area will likely range from 4 to 8 inches. Heavy falling snow, blowing snow, and snowy roads will make traveling difficult Friday night through Saturday morning. There is a winter weather advisory continuing for Elkhart, Fulton, Kosciuszko, LaGrange, Marshall, Pulaski, and Stark counties until 7 o'clock. Storm totals across the advisory area likely range from 2 to 4 inches. Snowy roads and blowing snow will impact traveling Friday through Saturday morning. So that is the latest on our winter weather, wonder, ah, winter wonderland. Back in the South Bend area, we have just rain here in Columbus, so we are lucking out for the time being. So, Eric, your part, you're the guy in the helicopter telling us about the roads. What are they looking like? Because you just drove in from your house to downtown South Bend. How was your trip? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You and I had spoken maybe a half an hour before Uh-oh. I drove in, and the snow was a lot lighter. It's coming down a lot heavier and it's heavy snow. It's that heavy, wet, slushy snow. And it's the roads are mucking up pretty quickly. The, the drive below the speed limit was a lot more apparent coming to the station than it was me driving home from Mishawaka. Hmm. Okay. So if Will Farrell was playing the elf character, he could put together a lot of snowballs really, really fast and fire them at this point in downtown South Bend? He could. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. That sounds like packing snow that we're getting right now. Okay, so travel safely if you're in your car right now. I'll make sure Eric is not overly funny today so you don't laugh too loud and then you get you know you just go flying off the road. So Eric, just be just kind of funny today, okay? Not your normal off the chart funny. Okay, I'll try. Deal. I just talked to my friend uh, Bucky, the Buckeye, and we had a little moment of silence because I think we're all feeling the the pain in South Bend and Columbus of that team up north winning the national championship. So we we had a moment a a second ago. You can understand what we're going through as an Ohio State alum. 
I understand. (laughs) All right. Well, college football talk right off the bat, Eric. When we were on the air Wednesday, right in the middle of the show, we found out that Nick Saban was retiring as head football coach at Alabama. Later that night, I saw a report that the expectation was, and this was told to the Alabama players, that they would have a new head coach in 72 hours. Well, that turned out to be accurate because it is going to be Kalen DeBoer, the Washington Husky head coach, replacing the GOAT in Tuscaloosa. So DeBoer, two years at Washington, absolutely raising his coaching profile 100 levels and goes to the national championship game with Washington before losing to Michigan. And now, what do you know, he's taking over one of the most storied programs in college football history. So, Eric, I guess what was your initial reaction when you read that DeBoer was leaving Mike Varell land to come to Tuscaloosa? Um, Happy for him and more curious than anything else. I think he's a really good coach. I don't know how the fit will be at Alabama. Um, You know, he does not have any ties to that part of the country ever. I like, you know, as as coaches were getting raises and staying in place at other places, you know, I mean, he's been a head coach for four years and he's been really successful at a couple of different places. Um, but it's, it's a very interesting hire. I mean, again, my overwhelming emotion is curiosity, if that is even an emotion. My overwhelming reaction is curiosity. I, let me put it that way more than anything else, because I don't know how this is going to go. I I think, again, he was building something at Washington, but them moving to the Big Ten doesn't, you know, changes the whole dynamic of Washington. And so, you know, that wasn't guaranteed that that was going to be a sustainable thing for him at Washington. So, really, how about you? You know, I'm not surprised Alabama went with what you would call the hot candidate or a big-name candidate because they're just not going to settle for a first-time head coach in Tuscaloosa. That's just not going to go over well. That's just in their DNA. I think they expect an experienced coach to replace Nick Saban, and they got a guy with four years' experience. Eric, I just this is me thinking out loud, and I think you were going down this path. The uncertainty of what the Big Ten is going to look like in in years to come with Washington being, I guess, the West Coast portion of a coast-to-coast Big Ten conference. Are kids going to want to go to Washington knowing that they're going to have to travel all over the country to play college football? If you're a West Coast kid, your parents aren't going to be able to get to games. I don't know what the other options are, obviously, except maybe going to a Big 12 school at this point. So I just don't know what recruiting is going to look like going forward. I assume kids are still going to go to the West Coast schools and they want to be a part of big-time college football. And Big Ten is going to be one of the two big-time college football programs. So I guess my first assessment, I don't think I'm going to be right. I think they're probably going to be fine. But this is a legendary program. And if it is something that interests you, then good for him. I I just wonder this, Eric. 
we always heard that Brian Kelly had great success at, at Grand Valley State, and that set him up for success at the Division One level. Do we use that same argument with DeBoer, who had unbelievable success at the NAIA level? I mean, this guy started at the bottom. I mean, he was a guy that got an opportunity to coach at SIU Carbondale with the Salukis, and now he's worked his way up to Alabama head coach. So I do like the fact he's not grown up with a golden spoon in his mouth. He truly has worked his way up the ladder for this opportunity, and you don't fake getting to that point. Yeah, I, I think his consistent success at the lower level and then being able to be you know, each year at Fresno, them being a little bit better. His first year was during the pandemic, so Fresno State only played six games, but then yep. they went nine and three the second year and and finished second in the Mountain West. And then, you know, there was a little bit of a, a bugaboo with his coming to Washington in that, um, you know, the previous coach got fired. Um, and then he went 11 and two the first year and then, 14 and won his second year and played for a national championship. So there's some things to like about him. You know, he's on his expertise is on the other side of the ball from Nick Saban as an offensive coach. Um, so his assistant hirings are going to be really important. But the fact that, you know, it seems like offensive coaches, the fans generally latch on to them a little bit easier because. You know, when you're winning games 37-35, it's a lot more exciting than winning them 14-10, to or as in Iowa's case, 4-3. to uh, But uh, it's just, I, I, to me, it's, it's curious how this is going to turn out. But, you know, when we have the, you know, there's those long lists of coaching odds of different names. He's certainly a name I like better than a lot of the others. Yeah. It's interesting how in the National Football League, it is a league that is trending toward the most successful coaches, not all the way through, but there's a trend going with the offensive coach. Uh, Sean McVay with the L.A. Rams, and then his kind of branches of his coaching tree have led to head coaching hires on the offensive side of the football. You see a guy like Mike Vrabel get dismissed with Tennessee, there's just a lot of offensive mind coaches. That's the direction the NFL is going. You look at the college game, obviously Nick Saban just retired, and that is a guy that's all about defense. Kirby Smart, one of the elite coaches in college football, defensive-minded. Dan Lanning, that side of the football as well. So it's kind of interesting how the two styles of football are a little different. The NFL is really going more toward that offensive guy. Well, you still look at college football, it's still partially run by those really smart defensive guys, but DeBoer is the opposite end of that, bringing that offensive expertise. And from what I've read and listening to Mike Varela on our show, he is widely respected as a terrific X's and O coach, which tells you that probably Tommy Reese will be looking for a new position. That's just my gut feeling after one year as the offensive coordinator at Alabama, you would think DeBoer is going to be heavily involved in the offensive side of the football, so it does make you wonder where he goes. And, Eric, this just in, there's still a vacancy with the LSU football program with Mike Denbrock leaving the Bayou for South Bend. So 
there could be a landing spot and a reunion for Tommy Reese in Baton Rouge. I'm curious to see if that'll happen. I wouldn't rule that out. And the way that things happen these days, it could be decided before we get off the air. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, oh, and there's and now there's suddenly, I mean, the college coaching carousel will restart because now there's an opening at Washington, which is still a really good job. So it'll be interesting to see who heads out to Washington. Dominoes are just starting to fall. What's kind of fascinating DeBoer takes the Alabama job, and a couple of guys that I'm not sure if they were contacted or not, but they put out messages or videos via their team social media platforms. Steve Sarkeesian at Texas says it's a great day to be a Longhorn. He's staying. Dan Lanning had a video of a team meeting that the grass is greener in Eugene, so he's staying. DeBoer went 4-0 against those two guys the last two years. Just kind of a fun stat as you look at this whole situation. Eric, I just wonder, Alabama, obviously, you could argue is the premier college football job in the country right now. If not, top three. I don't think we can go beyond three teams at this point. But to follow this guy, Nick Saban, who went 201 and 29, Eric, in his run at Alabama, it is impossible to fill his shoes and you almost want to be the next coach. You want somebody else to be the buffer between Saban and you. And I just wonder, for guys like Lanning and Sarkeesian and whoever else might have turned down the job, I wonder how much of that had to do with following Saban or how much of it had to do with, across the board, Eric, in college football, coaches are making boatloads of money and if you're in a comfortable place right now and you're having success, it might be a hard leave knowing you got to follow the GOAT in Tuscaloosa. You know why I giggled and I will answer your question. Nicole Auerbach tweeted, the first thing I want to hear from Alabama coach Kalen DeBoer is how he pronounces the word family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ask me the question again. I got distracted. I basically just made the point. A lot of people probably would like this job. Oh, yeah. It's hard to follow yeah. Saban. Plus, yeah. Eric, guys are making so much money across the country. It's hard to leave a spot where you're having success right yeah. now to go to Tuscaloosa knowing that you've got to be nearly perfect <laughs> first year. I mean, there's going to be no grace period. Right. I mean, I picked a brain of a former um, former coach. I said, how, seriously, how much money – do you need to be happy? You know, when does it ju just purely ego? Because certainly you have generational wealth with these coaching contracts yeah. now. So there's really not the allure of, oh, well, this is a $100 million package versus a $80 million package. I better take the $100 million. Seriously? <laughs> um, so I do think it gets back to where you feel comfortable, where you feel loved, and – there is something about going into that, not that you don't want to challenge yourself, but do you really want the headaches that might come with following Nick Saban? Um, you know, there when Woody Hayes was deep into his time at Ohio State, I remember Lou Holtz was either quoted or misquoted as saying, I don't want to be the coach that follows 
Woody Hayes. I want to be the coach that follows the coach that follows yeah. Woody Hayes. But I don't know that he ever said that or not. But that was certainly attributed to him. Maybe Ohio people just wanted to say that. But and I'm <laughs> I lived in Ohio, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what do you gain by going to Alabama and and following that that you couldn't do at Florida State or Texas. I mean, Texas got to the last four-team playoff for Steve Sarkeesian. Is it going to be easier or more difficult at Alabama or Texas? Well, now they're in the same conference, so I would think the paths are pretty similar. Is it easier or more difficult for Mike Norvell at Florida State? Eric, Um, some guys just want the challenge. Some guys just want the challenge, but some guys – I mean, some of it depends on your age. Some guys don't want the headaches. I mean, if you're Steve Sarkeesian and your professional career almost ended at one point, yeah, do you really want to have challenges at this point, or would you rather have the environment that's that's the I don't know if safest is the right word, but most friendly to you? Um, so, you know, I I, I could see why going to some of these jobs isn't all it's cracked up to be. If if the money's so ridiculous at every place, why not go where you're um, where you're comfortable? Why not go to the part of the country that you like, that you want to raise your family and so forth? Those things become super important. And again with Kalen DeVore, it was really curious when we saw his name and we were talking on Wednesday. It seems like couple weeks ago now but um you know the first thing I thought of with him was fit I love him as a coach and we talked about him with Mike Varell and his background and everything but again I've seen coaches go take jobs that aren't a good fit for them so you know maybe maybe Kalen will be a tremendous fit but uh, there's risk in that taking that job. And I, I guess there would be risk at staying at Washington as well. Again, given that the Pac-12 is the Pac-2 now and Washington is a Big Ten team. Eric, do you have any concerns about him putting together the high-level staff that he needs, including he needs some high-level recruiters to help him because as you established there isn't really those perfect ties or really any ties for DeBoer to Alabama and does the calendar affect that um I don't think with Alabama's money it will necessarily as much um you would think that some of the Washington guys that he likes would go along with him Ryan Grubb for example would seem like that would be a natural, although Ryan had turned down the Alabama. Isn't that funny? The offensive <laughs> that coordinator crazy? job. Um, so, uh, but he needs some people with some Southern ties on that staff as well. I don't think you can just cut and paste the whole group from Washington and make that work. So, um, it, it'll be really interesting to see how he takes that and. A lot of coaches do that out of loyalty. You know, I think Brian Kelly brought some not-so-good coaches from Cincinnati with him and some very good coaches from Cincinnati with him. And he pulled in some others. But I think, like Charlie Molnar, you know, and, and promoting him to offensive coordinator, Brian Kelly found that mm. was a mistake pretty fast. And nobody 
You know, nothing that Charlie Molnar has, I hate to be picking on Charlie, but nothing he's done since would suggest that 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 was a good move for Brian Kelly. And just to kind of wrap up this conversation, again, if you're just joining us, Eric Hansen, the publisher, editor, InsideIndieSports.com, is in our studios. I'm Darren Pritchett in Columbus, Ohio. Kalen DeBoer is going to be the new head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And we've discussed Wednesday and again tonight about replacing Nick Saban going to an elite program. I guess it's a little different two years ago for Marcus Freeman. Obviously, a first-time head coach, that's a story in itself. But taking over an elite historic program in Notre Dame, and I am not being derogatory, Eric, toward Brian Kelly when I say this, but there isn't the pressure or the awe of taking the seat from Brian Kelly compared to a Nick Saban. I mean, BK did a wonderful job here. He was the right guy at the right time to take over the program when it was a shell of itself, and he made it highly competitive, a national championship contender very early on, back end of his tenure. He had him in the playoffs or right there battling for playoff position. Even the year he left, they might have made the playoff had things rolled differently. He'd have been sitting in his luxury house in Baton Rouge watching Notre Dame play in the college football playoff, which would have been just a, a remarkable story. But for Marcus, yeah, he took over the elite program like DeBoer is, but there's just a big difference. I think Irish fans were, I don't know if this is the right phrase, and I don't mean to speak for every Irish fan, but you know, we get messages. I think people were worn out from BK and they were ready for a change, which made Marcus's move up from defensive coordinator to head coach going into the boiling pot a little easier, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it was an easier from a pressure standpoint, although there were, I mean, Marcus had a lot of doubters, and I guess he still has doubters. Um, because he didn't have the experience and people could go right through the catalog of inexperienced head coaches at Notre Dame and list the ones that didn't work. And it's a pretty long list. And there's not a very long list of inexperienced coaches that have done right. well at Notre Dame. And, and But I meant more about replacing the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But from that standpoint, but from replacing Brian Kelly, yeah, I mean – there wasn't the awe of a guy that won national championships. I know I don't think Brian Kelly's going to get a statue um, no. at at Notre Dame. I, it was funny because Brandon Tiasum, uh, backup backup defensive lineman, uh, had promised himself he would help Brian Kelly earn a statue, and he said he has failed at that. So uh, I thought that was a funny tweet. But no, there there wasn't. Um, although I think. Brian Kelly is a respected coach. I think even the Notre Dame fan base now is very divided on how they want to remember him. And I think a lot of them, because of the way Brian left, devalue Brian. And I think it's easy to do that because that goodbye does count in your legacy, the way that you left and that you would leave Notre Dame for another job is insulting to some Notre Dame fans. And so there are a lot of people that want Marcus to be better and they yeah. you know, don't want to remember the good stuff. But, yeah, there wasn't an aura of you're taking over 
for this iconic coach. I think he took over for one of the best coaches in college football. I think most people that are objective will agree outside of the Notre Dame bubble. I think they will – most of them will say, you know what, Brian Kelly is one of the better coaches in college football. So he did, but there wasn't that aura of, wow, there are big shoes to fill here. Because he didn't win the championship. Which made it a little easier on Marcus. And he – and they fell off the big stage a lot. You know, yeah. a lot of those top games against top five teams, they were they not only lost those games, they lost decidedly. So, And, you know, Eric, and there's also a portion of the fan base that never gave Brian any benefit of the doubt after the incident that happened at practice, and I totally understand and respect that line of thinking. All right. We're going to take a timeout because they're practicing the national anthem here in the arena. Okay. So when we come back, we are going to dig into Eric's chat recap as he hosted another chat at InsideIndieSports.com on Wednesday. Questions with answers coming up next as our Notre Dame football conversation continues on WSBT. With a new year here, Perkins Restaurant and Bakery is celebrating. Enjoy their year-round favorite, butterball turkey and dressing, and top it off with a slice of pie. Or if breakfast is your thing, try the Big Country Skillet or the decadent cinnamon roll French toast platter. You'll love the freshness and flavors. Perkins Restaurant and Bakery, with locations in Elkhart and South Bend. For pickup, curbside, or delivery, visit PerkinsToGo.com. And remember to get some goodies to go from the bakery. Help, Grody Nation! Just like the weather, my cells are frozen! Fred Grody here from Grody Automotive, and this month, I've got to do something to heat things up fast! That means you can save up to $3,000 on a car you love, based on the price of the car you pick, so don't stay frozen in a ride you hate! Give your old ride the cold shoulder, because right now you can defrost in a car you love, and save up to $3,000 in the process! But Fred, what if other dealers have iced me out? Don't worry, darling! My credit approval process is cooler than the rest, because we work harder to help the banks warm up to you. So if your old ride's got you walking on thin ice, there's no doubt about it. It's the perfect time to heat things up in a car you love because right now you can save up to $3,000 based on the price of the car you pick. But hurry, a deal this cool won't last long. I'm Fred Grody and I'm on a mission to help you break free from your old ride. See all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual discount. Offer absolutely expires on January 31st, 2024. Westwood One is the only place for exclusive audio coverage of every NFL postseason game. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join us throughout the month of January and into February as we bring you Super Wild Card Weekend, the Divisional Round, Championship Sunday, and of course, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. All 13 NFL playoff games are on Westwood One. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here. Brought to you by Blunt's Auto Salvage, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Sherwood Tire, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, and Pet Refuge. WSBT. Our patient's most common regret statement, I just wish I would have done this sooner. Find out more at adventnose.com because breathing well will help you live better. If you have breathing triangle issues like compromised nasal breathing and sleep, snoring, or even sleep apnea issues, a call to Advent makes sense because breathing well will help you live better. More clicks, web design from Websticks. 
When you talk to the team at WebSticks, it's a sign of a new beginning for your company's website. A fresh start. No more broken links, old information, dated pictures, or searching for the person or business who last worked on your site. Just tap WebSticks and ask them to conduct their mini audit. It's totally free of charge. Or maybe you need a deeper inspection. Consider their major tripwire six-pillar audit. It's an eight-hour analysis with a detailed outcome report for only $500. In business since 2001, WebSticks has completed over 1,000 website projects and over 20,000 maintenance tasks for their happy customers. Call 574-247-4364 or visit moreclickstoday.com. Stunning sites, more clicks, web design from WebSticks. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Now, the latest forecast from the WSBT Weather Center. A winter storm warning continues through Saturday. Heavy snowfall is expected Friday evening into Friday night. Storm totals will range from 4 to 8 inches. Traveling will become difficult due to snowy roads and low visibility from heavy falling snow and blowing snow. Winds Friday night will be out of the west at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Wind gusts could be above 40 miles per hour. I'm WSPT 22 meteorologist James Parrish. James, thank you very much. Sports Speak continues on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett, sitting in Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio, where the Irish hockey team will take on Ohio State and Big Ten action. Tonight and tomorrow, tonight at 7 o'clock, tomorrow night at 7.15, both games on our sister station, Quality Rock, 94.3 FM. Kalen DeBoer is the new head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, leaving the Washington Huskies for Tuscaloosa. Now let's dig back into our Notre Dame football conversation. Eric Hansen, the publisher and editor at InsideIndieSports.com, is in our WSBT studios, and I have some of the questions he was asked in his Wednesday chat at InsideIndieSports.com. And if Eric is ready, we shall get started. And of we're course I'm ready. I know you are because Tanker has a thought. <laughs> and when Tanker has a question, we go straight to Tanker from New Mexico. He says, and looking at the roster as it currently stands, it appears that the Irish are a bit thin at linebacker. Are there plans to bring in anybody from the portal, even just for depth pieces, or is the staff confident in what they've got numbers-wise? And I have to say, this wasn't on my list of concerns going into the offseason, so I'm curious if you side more with Tanker or me on this one. Well, I side with Tanker because he has the cooler name than both of us, and he's from Dolce, New Mexico, if I didn't uh, butcher that. I know that's how you say that word in Italian. Um, But um, I I could see where he's coming from because you usually don't see a team with eight linebackers. But 
all these questions have to do with math. So Notre Dame is at 90 scholarships right now, so they're going to have to lose five more players between now and the start of the season, and you may even be adding before you subtract. And so um, I think given who the linebackers are, I think you can live with eight, and you also have some possession position flexibility perhaps with Kahanu Kia, who flew back in this week from Hawaii from his Mormon mission of two years, his father, who's the head coach at Punahou School in Honolulu, and his younger brother, Ko, who is coming for a visit. Um, so I think he gives you a couple of positions, either Viper or linebacker. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the linebackers who are here, there's so many of them that are ready to play. You know, in the past, Notre Dame, a lot of their freshmen and even sophomore linebackers were kind of projects, and it was a while before they could get on the field and really contribute. Well, you got Kingston Viliamuasa coming in as a true freshman and an early enrollee. Yep. He's going to be ready to play. Bodie Cahoon is coming in in June. I think he's going to be ready to play. Drake Bowen's ready to play. He was a freshman last year. You know, Preston Zinner, that whole freshman group, Jaden Osbury, all those guys that can play. The other thing is you play so much nickel that you don't have three linebackers on the field a lot of times. So I don't think eight is a terrible number right now. Now, if they have some injuries in the spring, then maybe you rethink that and you add somebody from the portal. But you'd almost add a depth guy rather than a starter potential because of all this really good young talent that you want to get on the field. I'm with you there. Next up, we've got Mike from Quakertown, Pennsylvania, and it begins with this statement. Mike says, is this a make or break year for Freeman? Now he follows that up by saying this. He has another portal veteran transferred quarterback experienced transfer wide receivers to go along with talented underclassmen at the position, two good running backs with more on the way. I think two's a little light in the good category. (laughs) He says multiple top vets coming back on defense and an excellent and experienced coordinators in year three. And with all that Mike mentioned, he says, I do not think eight and four or even nine and three is acceptable. I think it is a playoff appearance or bust. What do you think? I think it depends on what Mike's definition of bust is uh, or or what break is. Does break mean you fire him after year three if he goes eight and four, nine and three? Does it mean you send a home a note home and detention <laughs> and you know you're on the hot seat for year four? Go to jail, do not pass go, do yeah, not get two hundred dollars. I, I don't think this is a fire or sign him to an extension year, but I do think it's a very critical year. Typically, and maybe the transfer portal and the NIL changes the calculus, but typically in year three at Notre Dame, it has been a really telling and defining year for coaches. The coaches, there's a lot of coaches that have won national championships in year three. There's a lot of them have been a disaster in year three, and it kind of carries over to the rest of their time at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly did neither, and that's kind of how he left Notre Dame. He was a guy that got to the championship game and then got blown out, 
and he kind of that's who he was. They Notre Dame had a really nice renaissance from 2017 through 2021. His last five seasons, they never got to the championship, but boy, they were relevant and they were in it. And so, yeah, I do think with all the things that Marcus has in place with what the um, the schedule looks like, the expectation should be playoff. But I think if he goes eight and four, nine and three. It doesn't mean get rid of him, but he has some splaining to do. We're not even halfway through his first contract as head coach at Notre Dame, so there's no reason to extend at this moment. If he has an unbelievable 2024, then that conversation may happen, but right now we're still pretty early in this process, in my opinion. The one thing that Marcus has done – really well that gets some other young coaches or early coaches in trouble is not recruiting consistently. He's been really consistently recruiting. Yeah, home runs. Tom from Kennesaw, Georgia. What is it about Marcus Freeman and what he has done thus far and is selling for the future that gets the kind of commitments from coaches and recruits? Also, what do you think Notre Dame is selling to the grad transfers in the portal to get as many players to come to Notre Dame? I, I think um, Marcus is very clear on his vision, and that plays well. And and when you talk to parents especially, and, and kids, it's his authenticity. You know, there's coaches that have, or parents that have told me, and I'm not going to use another Notre Dame coach, but other coaches at other schools that say, yeah, he's kind of phony or whatever. Uh, you don't get that with Marcus. No, they feel no. like there's a real authenticity that he gets to know the parents' names. You know, if you ever need to call me, here's my cell number. Um, and so people believe that he's going to do big things. I know the first time I ever talked to him on the phone, and it was for an interview for a story I was doing on Mike Mickens, um, I was like, whoa. This guy is really impressive, and I I had kind of semi-followed him at Cincinnati, then I really followed him at Cincinnati. Then when Notre Dame's opening came up for defensive coordinator, you know, people go, well, what's the list? I go, this is the guy. I, I would go after Marcus Freeman. Um, so I didn't, I didn't make a list. I said, go see if Marcus Freeman's available. If not, then I'll give you a list. Um, and then why do grad transfers – and so forth, and, and and this goes with recruits and and assistant coaches too. He's been able to work with the Notre Dame administration where they are supporting him. They are giving him the resources that he needs, and I think people see that. And, and Marcus can speak to the different opportunities that Notre Dame can bring. If a guy wants to come in and be a grad transfer and he wants to take a non grease-seeking classes like Sam Hartman did, they can do that. If they want to get a master's in a year or make progress toward, toward a master, wow, the Tom Mendoza College of Business, what a, <laughs> what a treat that would be. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. And, again, the NIL, people were so concerned about Notre Dame in the NIL space. Notre Dame is super competitive in the NIL space. And we had Rod Hurd on our um, – our podcast and we asked him earlier this week on the inside ND sports podcast 
you know, how big NIL was. And he goes, it was a piece of the pie, he goes, but it wasn't the determining factor. And he kind of went through the reasoning of why Notre Dame was the fit for him. And it's a lot of the same things I'm talking about. Mm. Rod Hurd, who's coming from Northwestern. Eric Hansen, we're recapping his chat from InsideIndieSports.com on Wednesday. We have Jules from Joliet, Illinois. One of my concerns for the 24 season is the same as 23. I'm concerned that the transfer quarterbacks from the less-than-elite programs will find the experience at Notre Dame overwhelming compared to their previous situations. Notre Dame gets everyone's best shot each game day. I would think that this is a tough situation to adjust to. Do you feel that is a legitimate concern? Where where I will kind of modify Jules' concern is that I think the scrutiny and the adulation at Notre Dame, especially for a quarterback, can be exponential compared to what they're used to. Uh, But in terms of getting everybody's best shot, you can't tell me that when Riley Leonard played Notre Dame and Florida State and Clemson last year that he wasn't getting their best shot to the Clemson and Florida States of the world and the other teams they played. So I don't think that that's as much, but I do think there is an adjustment because the spotlight is so much brighter. And I think those guys know that and they take that into account and they want that challenge. And, you know, fortunately there's resources at Notre Dame, you know, the, um, Former quarterbacks, they'll want to get cozy with Riley Leonard just like they did with Sam Hartman and say, this is how it's done. And Sam Hartman was super helpful to the young quarterbacks that are on the roster. I mean, you talk about adjustment. I mean, Kenny Minchie, I'm sure, uh, playing high school in suburban Nashville, Tennessee versus playing in front of you know 77,000 people and national TV audience, I know that's a step up too. And, Eric, one thing, too, when you think about Hartman at Wake Forest, Leonard at Duke, you know, Jules may say, well, they're coming from a program where you know, they maybe face the pressure they're going to face at Notre Dame. That may be true, but also let's look at it this way. Those are two quarterbacks that if they did not play well, their teams were not going to win. Correct. They were the centerpiece of their football teams. And the reason why, for the most part, those teams were good is because of the play of their quarterbacks. Because look at the Duke-Notre Dame game. Until Riley Leonard was allowed to kind of take control of that game by running the football, Duke wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. offensively. He put Duke in position to win that football game when he started running the football. So, yeah, I know we can't say they have not faced the scrutiny of being at Notre Dame, but there's pressure on them at Duke and Wake Forest to be good because if they weren't good, the team was not going to be good, plain and simple. Right. All right, let's get to one more in this segment. And we've got Irish Rob from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He says, I have fallen into this trap before, and I find myself falling again. I truly believe that Notre Dame has turned the proverbial corner and is on the verge of breaking through. Things seem different from avenues I would criticize before. Paying coaches to come here, taking on non-graduate options through the transfer portal, recruiting wins at key positions. My question to you is this. Am I crazy to be feeling this way, or does it generally seem from a non-fan's perspective that things are trending in the direction I am seeing them from? I do not think Irish Rob is crazy for feeling the way that he does. (laughs) 
He may be crazy for other reasons, but that is not the reason. <laughs> because there is a lot of momentum in terms of um, resources and in terms of things bouncing Notre Dame's way. Now, remember, we have whiplash because at the beginning of December, people were like, oh, my gosh, look at all these guys going into the portal. They're like, wait, there's people coming in from the portal, and there's all these other things going on. Um it doesn't guarantee you anything, but it does increase your margin for error when you have more things aligning with your head coach and his vision and, you know, giving him a chance to win. You know, so much of maybe what didn't go right during the Brian Kelly era was that there was, in those big games, there was such a thin margin for error that all the tumblers had to line up and... Unfortunately, none of them did in some of those games. This way, you don't need maybe every tumbler to want. You you have more depth. You have more resources. You have, you know, let's say Riley Leonard becomes uh, the guy that gets them their first playoff win. Well, then was that policy change worth it? What would Notre Dame's fortunes look like? I know there's people going, but Steve Angeli. Um, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's true, but... I'm just saying if Riley Leonard wins a playoff game, that policy change makes a difference. Also, Notre Dame's NIL, the way that they've been able to play in the NIL space, makes a difference because they wouldn't be getting all these grad transfers, all these really good transfers. It doesn't mean they're coming because of NIL, but they're not going somewhere else because Notre Dame doesn't have an NIL answer. That is a perfect answer. I'm just going to add this, a simple piece of the equation. Everything you said is right. The feeling is really good around I love the program right now. What's that? I love hearing when I'm right. And you were right. And another thing that helps people be excited, there's more margin for error. we got a bigger playoff next year. Yeah. Because everything could fall into place, but if there's a bad hiccup, all of a sudden you're out of the running for the 14 playoff. You've got a little more wiggle room now with the 12-team playoff, even if you can only be a five seed. You can read the complete transcript of Eric's chat with Irish fans at InsideIndieSports.com. A quick timeout, Twitter question results, and kind of an odd question today. We'll get to that coming up next on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetics providers have treated tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call 5747-NO-PAIN. 5747-NO-PAIN. That's 5747-NO-PAIN. Skincare is so 
self-care. And with daily beauty steals of 50% off during Ulta Beauty's Love Your Skin event, I can find everything I need to make loving my skin a daily practice from brands like Osea, Lancome, and Tula. And I can shop weekly skin and wellness deals of 30% off more must-have brands. Plus, see what's new from brands like Bubble and in select stores, Sol de Janeiro and Ula Hendrickson. Hurry, event ends January 20th. Shop in store, online, or try pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Conditions apply. Hey, honey, how was your trip to Menards? Awesome. The Menards bag sale is back. Uh, what's the bag sale? You grab a bag in store and save 15% on everything you can fit in the bag. I got a new cordless drill, LED bulbs to help with the electric bill, stocked up on toothpaste, always need batteries, and paint for the mudroom. Plus, all my favorite snacks. Uh, where are you going? Menards, we're out of cleaning supplies. Hurry in. Grab a bag in store now through January 14th. Get 15% off everything you can fit in the bag. See store for complete details. Farmers, the Fort Wayne Farm Show celebrates 35 great years at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Plan now to attend this huge three-day event featuring the area's largest variety of farm equipment and services and the latest technology. Register to win the grand prize, a Toro MyRide Zero-Turn Lawnmower, courtesy of Plevna Implement. Admission is free. The Fort Wayne Farm Show featuring 1,100 booths is next week, Tuesday through Thursday at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne. Open Wednesday night till 8. Help, Grody Nation! Just like the weather, my cells are frozen! Fred Grody here from Grody Automotive, and this month, I've got to do something to heat things up fast! That means you can save up to $3,000 on a car you love, based on the price of the car you pick, so don't stay frozen in a ride you hate! Give your old ride the cold shoulder, because right now you can defrost in a car you love, and save up to $3,000 in the process! But Fred, what if other dealers have iced me out? Don't worry, darling! My credit approval process is cooler than the rest, because we work harder to help the banks warm up to you. So if your old ride's got you walking on thin ice, there's no doubt about it. It's the perfect time to heat things up in a car you love. Because right now you can save up to $3,000 based on the price of the car you pick. But hurry! A deal this cool won't last long. I'm Frank Grody and I'm on a mission to help you break free from your old rides. See all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual discount. Offer absolutely expires on January 31st, 2024. Hello, Mishawaka fans. This is Superintendent Stevens here to tell you about our Mishawaka Parent Group. The MPG has the purpose of promoting partnerships with parents, teachers, school administration, and the community to enhance the educational environment for Mishawaka schools. Our parent group partners with Mishawaka Athletics to put on elementary sports, and they're always looking for volunteers to help with high school football game concessions. If you'd like to join or volunteer, feel free to email Group at gmail.com. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. All right, the question we had from Wednesday, which Notre Dame football season with Marcus Freeman as head coach was the more impressive 2022 going 9-4, and four, no Harry Heaston. Tommy Reese was the coordinator on offense. Pine and Buckter was your quarterback. 2023 was your other choice, 10-3 and three with Hartman at quarterback. Parker is your offensive coordinator. And you had a pretty good defense to rely on, too, a top-five defense. So what was the more impressive? 65% went with the 10-3 2023 campaign. Eric, we're getting short on time, but 30 seconds. How did you vote on this one? I voted for the 10-3 and three season. Okay. I kind of lean toward 9-4 and four because, again, you won nine games without 
a Division One Power Five starting quarterback, and that's hard to do. It's hard to win without a great quarterback, and Tommy Reese got a lot out of, I thought, Drew Pine that particular season, and the defense was learning a brand-new defense, so there were a lot of obstacles, I thought, in 22. So to get to 9-4, and four, I think it's going to look a whole lot better maybe 10 years from now. All right, today's question, which of these two coaches would you want to be your head coach of your favorite team? But we're talking about right now, not 20 years ago, but right favorite this Favorite NFL moment. team or favorite college team? Did I say college? No, you said favorite team. Oh, favorite NFL team. I'm okay. sorry. Which of these two coaches right now would you want to be the head coach of your favorite NFL team, Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick? Belichick going at the end of his career. Harbaugh might be restarting his. Your 15-second answer is? Bill Belichick, uh, if I don't have to have him forever, boy, neither of those guys are picnic and press conferences. Oof, yeah, not pretty at all. That'll be an interesting vote. You can check out the vote. You can participate on my Twitter X account at 960-SPORTSBEAT. We're brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Sports fans, this Bud's for you. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now with three locations, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. Bethel University's adult and graduate studies. Visit BethelUniversity.edu slash SolidGround for details. And the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. We encourage everyone to go to InsideIndieSports.com. That's where you will find all of Eric's work covering Notre Dame Athletics as part of the Rivals Network. Eric, enjoy your weekend. We will see you next week. Sounds great. All right, I'm Darren Pritchett. Another hour of Sports Beat coming up on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 